Hey there, ProSide small group leaders. Welcome to our small group leaders podcast where we help you prepare to lead your small group. This is Billy, Pastor Billy here, and I'm with Pastor Jennifer Matias from the main campus. Hello, everybody. And uh, we are ready to dive into this week's discussion. But before we do, just a friendly reminder, we are in our, our week for Christmas. Christmas is this weekend, and uh, we are excited about what God's going to do at all of our locations, all of our campuses. I know all of our pastors and our teams are excited and ready to go, and so we hope you are as well, believing God for a great harvest of souls that are going to get saved. And uh, believing that it's going to launch us into 2024 and the next phase of revival that we're believing God is wants to bring, not just to our church, but to these islands. And, Amen. and, and with that said, you know, for more information on all of our services, you can, you can go as well as point people to pearlside.org slash Christmas, uh, where there's information on all of our services, because a, lo- a lot of our congregations have different service times and schedules this week, um, as well as find out information on parking, uh, especially if you're uh, part of the main campus, you might want to uh, direct people to, those, uh, to that website to find our parking options just to make it easy for our guests uh, to know how to get to us, to not miss out on what God's going to do. And so, prosite.org slash Christmas, and we're excited because it's time to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's going to be fun. And to point people uh, to Him. And you know, one thing before we dive into the discussion today is that, uh, you know, studies have found that most people are open to coming to a Christmas service if they're invited by a friend or a loved one. I think some of the studies I've seen is anywhere as high as 7 out of 10 people are open to coming to church as low as 60%. And so that's pretty good odds. That that's if a pretty we, good number, yeah. It's an amazing number that yeah. if you if we put ourselves out there and invite someone that is in our lives, uh, the odds are pretty good that they'll come. And so let's maximize this moment to see as many people as possible get touched. We have a great testimony uh, on video that's going to be shared uh, of a person whose life was literally saved mm-hmm. uh, miraculously mm-hmm. and um, uh, life change. And maybe that can give hope to people that are looking for hope. Well, this week we're diving into our discussion that God's promise of hope is not just for Christians. It's not just for a select group of people. Really, it's for the entire world. And when the angel came and revealed himself uh, to the uh, shepherds, he said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people, not just some of the people and not just the Jews, but for all people on earth. And that was God's heart that that, that on earth we would experience His peace, that all the people of the earth would experience the love of God. And this is so important, I think, for us, because sometimes even as Christians, we can think God's love is just for us. Now, we may never say that out loud, but we subconsciously think it, and so we keep His love to ourselves. But if we really believe that God's love is for the whole world, then we should be sharing His love with as many people mm-hmm. as possible. And that's really kind of the crux of this message here. Because even Jesus' disciples didn't fully understand that. They thought the Messiah was just for the Jews, you know. But Jesus came and demonstrated over and over again that, no, he's for Gentiles. He's for lost people. He's for Romans. He's for, you know, everybody. And um, we need to have that same mentality, that this love, this hope that we receive in Christ is not just meant to be kept to ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's meant to be given away, especially Mm -hmm. in this season of Christmas where people are most open. And so how do we do that? Just a couple of thoughts before we discuss um, we, you know, we're called to bring joy and hope to the world uh, using our platform one person at a time. And he, he came to do that through the church. And so it's our responsibility to take this love and to take this hope to our friends and our neighbors, our co-workers, and, and share it with as many people as possible. And if we don't do that, then how is this love going to spread? How is the gospel going to spread to other people? It's meant to be spread through us, so we cannot keep it to ourselves. And so as we head into this Christmas week, you know, share what God is highlighting to you from the weekend sermon and or the scriptures above 
Um, Pastor Jennifer, any thoughts mm-hmm. to lead us off? You know, the scripture that really uh, stands out to me is that Romans 10, how then can mm-hmm. they call on the one they have not believed in? And, you know, I have a, I have a story of one of the ladies in my small group. And, you know, she's, a, um, she's a, on a journey. She's on a spiritual journey. And she's been really walking with the Lord for a couple of years now. Um, and it hasn't always been easy for her. Uh, but her best friend's husband um, had a stroke. Mm-hmm. And she had to fly to Vegas, which she has a, a fear of flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, she flew to Vegas by herself to be able to share the gospel with her best wow. friend um, as her husband, you know, uh, was was going to heaven. Mm-hmm. And so that was really her way of going to be able to mm-hmm. share the gospel, be that person of peace, to share the miracle of God with, uh, with her best friend, their family, their kids. And sometimes, you know, in Christmas, we think it's all about the celebration. It's all about the great things. It's all about the presents and the parties. But people are going through stuff. And we have to be willing to sacrifice, just like Cherry did, to be able to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's actually traveling. It's actually going to places, going into their life. Um, she had to walk her through some really difficult times, but she knows she knows that when she left uh, her friend in Vegas, that uh, she shared the gospel, and that now her entire family is going to be in heaven with their dad, wow. with their husband. You know, she was able to help them cross the line of faith as well. So, in in this Christmas even season, we have to keep that in mind. You know, yeah. the joy is not in the circumstances. Sometimes right. the joy is being able to walk people through um, through hard times oh, so and bringing Jesus into situations no that's so good and you know you know and we we kind of mentioned it this weekend as well you know the apostle paul wrote that our joy is in is in people right he said you are my joy right Mm -hmm. and even jesus found joy in going to the cross because he thought Mm -hmm. about the people right Right. You know, that would be safe. And so it, that's particular. That's exactly what you're saying here, yeah. that, that the joy is in knowing that the people that we love mm-hmm. are, are with him and are going to be with him and us forever in eternity. Amen. And that's really the source of true joy. And, and I think sometimes we look for joy, and we've said this before, in all the wrong places and stuff mm-hmm. and in possessions or experiences even, but deep at its core, it's people. Mm-hmm. And the people we love, we want them to, we should want them to live with us forever in right. heaven. Right. And so the greatest joy we can give away is the gospel. Right. Right. You know, when we were in prayer uh, on Friday morning, um, our staff prays, you know, every Thursday and Friday. And on Friday morning in prayer, I felt the Lord kind of just give me, I don't know if it was a vision, but a picture in my mind of dry soil. And, uh, you know, and, and I think that was a, 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 t- a picture of, you know, sometimes we go to sow seed, the seed of the gospel, and we find the soil dry. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I sowed that seed and nothing took root, nothing happened. And, and we're tempted to just abandon that soil. All right, I'm never going back there. I'm not going to share it with that person again, because last time I shared, they got all mad at me or, or I invited them and they shut me down. And the soil was dry, and we abandoned it. But you know, no farmer would ever abandon their field. You know, you know, they're, they're going to do their best to till the soil, to to make it, you know, harvestable. And then mm-hmm. at some point, they're going to go back when the soil is ready and sow seed again. And I felt the Holy Spirit just kind of impress in my heart that the soil that once was dry, God is now softening. Mm-hmm. Because if you right. recall, this whole year we've been praying for the raindrops of revival to fall. And I just felt like God has been dropping raindrops on certain people's hearts, and that soil that maybe in years past was dry and parched, is now soft. Mm-hmm. And if we go again and sow again, that's the phrase the Lord put in my heart, go again and sow again, mm, That's good. we're going to find that the yeah. soil is soft and the seed this time, rather than just sitting there and dying, is going to sink in, mm. it's going to take root, and it's going to bear mm-hmm. fruit this Amen. time. Amen. So I just want to encourage us, you know, that, you know, who are those people in your life that maybe in a past season, they were hard, right? The soil was hard. They rejected you. They rejected your invitation. I kind of believe that there's going to be people this this time around that the soil is soft. Mm-hmm. If we go again and sow mm-hmm. again, I think we'll be surprised at what happens right, right. Uh, and the hearts that are open. So yeah. 
go again and so again. Amen. Right, right, right. And don't give up in the hard work. You know, it's kind of like having kids. Mike and I have four kids, four grandkids now. And we know having kids uh, is, is not always easy. There's labor involved, right? And yeah. even as they're growing up, it's hard work. But we, ha- we can have the joy knowing that God has uh, gifted us with these kids and God has a purpose for them. And mm-hmm. so even believing as we're working with our small group, with our leaders, as we're working with those that we're reaching that, uh, like you said, Pastor Billy, put the hard work in and don't be afraid to yeah. work hard. And don't just look at the circumstances, mm-hmm. just the surface of it, but be able to uh, know that God's going to do something even when you don't see it. Yeah. And you know, he's doing something right now. And and, and that, that leads us even further into this discussion, right? How did you attempt to find joy apart from Christ? Was that joy lasting? Were there consequences? What happened? What did you learn? Because true joy is found in Jesus, but oftentimes we try to find joy apart from Christ. And when we do, that typically doesn't really go so well. Mm -hmm. Maybe the people that we're reaching out to have hit that point, well, I've tried to find joy in relationships. I've tried to find joy in success and and whatever it is. And and, and maybe they're they're starting to experience the consequences that, hey, this isn't working. There's Mm got to be something more, right? Right. But in the discussion this week, let's talk about that. What are some areas of your life? And just kind of reflect. You know, I know for me when I was uh, younger, you know, trying to find joy and success, you know, in sports and, and different things. And, and all of that is just fleeting. It's temporary. You know, it really comes down to it wasn't really true joy where there's a sense that everything is okay. It was more just entertainment, mm-hmm. distraction, mm-hmm. comfort, temporary pleasure. Mm-hmm. And now that most of us have gone through life long enough, we realize all that's fleeting. Mm-hmm. And the true joy yeah. is really found in Christ, which is right. totally different, right? Right, right? So let people talk about this, especially if you got new people in your group. Let them process, well, what have I been trying to find joy in? Mm-hmm. Which really has just been temporary right. you know, right. and fleeting. Right. And then you can even quickly segue into this, the third question there. How have you experienced true joy in Christ? And what is that like? Right? And, and, and then contrasting the difference, right? So for me, when I got saved, I began to realize there's so much more to life than just this temporary stuff. There's a purpose, there's meaning, there's, there's depth in relationships, there's, there's, there's eternal meaning and hope that, man, it's just a continual confidence and peace that doesn't dissipate mm-hmm. with circumstances, mm-hmm. right? It's not right. circumstantial. And it's, it's not even by our own strength either. You know, not. we can't manufacture perfect circumstances, but joy is that that funny thing. It's not just uh, I'm happy, mm-hmm. but it's I'm happy and I'm confident knowing that God is a part of what I'm doing yes. because we can only find true joy through our faith and, and our confidence in God. And so helping your small group understand that right. because a lot of them might be thinking, well, I'm not happy today. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy in this Christmas season, but what are you finding joy in and how are you going to find that? That joy and that joy comes by believing in what Jesus Christ did mm-hmm. for us. To know that God is with you no matter what, mm-hmm. and He's going to pull you through one way or another. Like uh, if you listen to my message last week, the doctor who had Ebola, you know, he said, even if God doesn't right. heal me, I'm okay because right. God is with me, and you know, He will He will never leave me. I mean, that's that's peace, amazing peace and, and joy. that's joy yeah. in that mm-hmm. moment that He can have um, that only comes through. A relationship with the eternal God and knowing yes, that He is yes. with you. Amen. And then, you know, as we close, and by the way, pick two or three of these discussion questions. You don't have to do all four of them. Um, you know, you know your group best, and so you can say, okay, which which questions would best apply uh, to my discussion here? But the fourth one there, I think that if anyone, don't skip this one. Is there anyone in your life who is not experiencing joy right now? What steps will you take to share the hope of Christ with them in this season? Uh, because ultimately, I, I re- we really want this to be the takeaway that Every Christian, this last week leading or last few days leading up to Christmas, would sow as many seeds as possible, right? So, mm-hmm. is there anyone in your life right now that, that may not be experiencing joy? 
um, and and uh, what steps can you take to share the hope of Christ with them? I know for me, there's, um, I'm, I'm you know, all my outreach now is connected to my kids and their activities, and so uh, on Wednesday I'm I'm volunteering at um at, at one of my kids' schools, and I, I texted a, one of the parents like, hey, I'm volunteering this night. Can you you want to sign up with me? And my whole plan there is not just to volunteer, but to spend time with you right, know this, this dude, have conversations because yeah. you know I I, I don't idea. know that he doesn't experience joy, but he's not a Christian, so it's definitely not the fullness of God's joy. And I know he's going through some stuff in business and different things, so I just want to continue to chat there. And mm-hmm. um, so you know, maximizing those moments. I know the holidays are busy. You know, even doing this volunteer thing, Naomi's like, you're signing up. It's a week right before Christmas. I'm like, yeah, I know, because. That's what we're supposed to do, right? right? We're right, not just right, volunteer, right, but but right. but You're be reaching seeds. out. Yeah, yeah, I want I want to connect, and so yeah. to ma- maximize that, like, hey, yeah. dude, <laughs> serve with me, yeah. and I'll, and I'm gonna you know hopefully share the love of God with you. Yeah. And my plan is to, to to chat with them as we're serving together, and and just ask how it's going, mm-hmm. marriage, relationships, mm-hmm. kids, work, and yeah. and invite them to church. That's yeah. my goal, you yeah. know. So yeah. lately, God's been bringing to mind people who used to come to church on a regular basis, a little yeah. bit more casual attenders now. And so I've been praying, okay, God, help me to have like a, a way to cross paths or maybe even text them, reach out to them and see if I can invite them back into service. Because we know people like to come to Christmas, but I'd like to put more prayer into that. I like to like be able to build conversation and relationship back with them right. and find out what happened. Um, so that, that's been my prayer the last couple of weeks. That's no, really good. And, and, and it really does come down to that. It's not just sending out invitations, you know, as, mm-hmm. As, as good as it is to hand an invitation to someone or post it on social media, um, it's that personal relationship, right? That one-on-one time of conversation and that personal face-to-face invite into your life first and into relationship and then into service that really makes a difference, mm-hmm. you know? I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure there are studies, I haven't read any recently, but this, the, the fruit of just scattering out invitations, it's not fruitful. Right. I mean, versus having a Versus having that one-on-one conversation. conversation. Mm-hmm. It just is, it's totally different. And so I want to encourage us and, and leaders, let's encourage our people to do the same. Like, who are those people? What are you going to do to connect with them over the next few days and uh, to make that personal invite that could change their lives forever, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I always think of that. This Christmas could be the Christmas that starts them on a journey uh, that changes their lives right. I believe that. forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm excited. So yes. leaders, thank you so much for all that you do. We appreciate you very, very much. If it weren't for you and your, your weekly investment into the lives of your small group, uh, we wouldn't have the church that we have and lives wouldn't be changed. And so thank you. And uh, just want to encourage us, let's make this discussion uh, not just meaningful for the people that are there, as I know they, they are, uh, but let's really push people to, to think about those that are not there, mm-hmm. the people Amen. in their lives and how can we be present and slow down for them and invite them into the family of God. Mm-hmm. And maybe Amen. this Christmas will Amen. change their lives. Amen. Well, we'll see you at our Christmas weekend services all throughout this weekend. And uh, have a great discussion in your small groups. And let's make this the best Christmas ever, where we give Jesus the greatest gift, which are lives and souls yeah. that will come to know him and spend eternity with him. Amen. Amen. Thank Merry you, Christmas, leaders. everybody. We love you. Merry Christmas. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you.